back to the Dinner Table Podcast, where we bring conversations to the dinner table that your family wouldn't. Today we'll be discussing Goop, a wellness and lifestyle company founded by actress Gwyneth Paltrow, which was launched in 2008. We'll discuss the ethics behind it, the health risks, if it's backed up by science, and everything else. My name is Griffin Wiles. And my name is Tessa Osborne. Let's get into it. How are you feeling today? A little goopy. I'm feeling a little goopy too. I'm feeling like, let's back myself up with some pseudoscience. No, but seriously. So we are talking about... Goop, which is a lifestyle brand, started in September 2008. It began as a weekly email service providing a new age advice such as police your thoughts, eliminate white foods, and the slogan, nourish the inner aspect. That's empowering. Uh, so the name of Goop, like Goop, what is that? It sounds like this substance, like slime. And so you're like, where is that from? If you notice the beginning and the end, you see Gwyneth Paltrow. But you're wondering, probably, what are the two O's? What's the ooh? Yeah, exactly. So Peter Arnell, he works for Gwyneth and he told her, hey, like all online companies that are successful have two O's in the name. And she's like, okay, easy as pie. I put two O's between my initials. We got Goop. I'm so excited for Goople, her new search engine that will soon replace <laughs> Google. <laughs> yeah, me, me as well. So the CEO and CCO are Gwyneth Paltrow and Elise Lonen. And Elise Lonen, we also see featured in the Netflix show, yes. which we will talk about later. Mm-hmm. So first kind of things that you're going to notice when you look up Goop is the lifestyle brand, obviously Gwyneth Paltrow. You're going to notice that there are some criticism. Really? Tell me about the criticism. Yeah, so you're going to see that a lot of their products are based on pseudoscience, which is recognized by the medical establishment as harmful or even misleading. Wow. Yeah, so I th- there's like a lot of discussion online about the jade eggs. Jade eggs? Jade eggs, yes. You wonder, what? Jade? Who's Jade? Who? Jade from Victorious? Oh my god, love her. Elizabeth Gillies. <laughs> love her. So pretty. No, we are talking about eggs that are color jade. So in the Goop description, the jade egg is a yoni egg, which was secretly guarded from Chinese concubines, and it harnesses the power of energy work. It says that they have the power to cleanse and clear yourself and detox you. And it's described to be like this deep dark green and it's heavy and it's supposed to like help your orgasms and your vaginal muscle tone and your hormonal balance and female energy in general. Its size is about 1.2 inches wide and then 1.7 inches tall. So you put the jade egg in your vagina and you are supposed to be better. Yes, but a lot of people, I've been seeing a lot of, you know, controversy about this. And so I decided to look it up myself. So in a research study from 1998 written by Carl Bowe, Travki Talseth, and Inger Holm looked at a single blind randomized controlled trial of pelvic floor exercises. It found that adverse effects were reported with the use of electrical stimulation and vaginal cones, but not with exercises. And so it's saying that... What's more beneficial is just a normal Kegel. And you don't need an object in, you know, mm-hmm. in there. Don't, you just yeah. need the Kegel. Yeah. Vaginal cones are, to be scri- are described as weighted devices designed to increase the strength of the pelvic floor. So a lot like the jade egg. In conclusion, training of the pelvic floor muscles is superior to electrical stimulation and vaginal cones in the treatment of genuine stress. All right, so the jade egg is not good for you. You are not the only person to come to this conclusion. Dr. Jen Gunter, an OBGYN and pain medicine physician, reviewed all of the then 161 Goop wellness products and published the results. So Dr. Gunter found that 90% of Goop's wellness products were not supported by science deeming them pseudoscience and concluded that some of the products could be harmful. Goop issued a response to Dr. Gunter because Dr. Gunter is very anti-Goop. So they published a response to her. I'm not sure if it was 
specifically this study that she did, and I do think it was to the Jade Egg article. Basically, neither of the two doctors in their response acknowledged any medical basis for the Jade Egg. They just attacked Dr. Gunter pretty much. I'm looking at the notes. That's what how they're addressed. A note from Dr. Stephen Gundry. He just craps on Dr. Gunter. Then he talks about his prior successes in the medical field. And then Dr. Aviva Ram basically says, further, let's not forget that many common medical practices that were not too long ago considered wellness trends at best, unscientific bunk, unscientific bunk, or at worst, dangerous, are now widely incorporated into conventional patient care. So basically what she's saying is, yes, things have been viewed as harmful in the past, but now they're viewed as good. That's her whole argument. If you're like, okay, well maybe it's just these two doctors who don't offer anything like to back up or to dispute the jade egg, there is a little page on Goop's website called Meet Goop's Scientist. And here you can meet the science and research content team and the product development team. And none of these people, dare I, yeah, dare I say none of these people are qualified to tell you to put a jade egg in your vagina. None of them are OBGYNs. They are all pretty much food science, food diet, all that sort of thing. Anyways, so what we're seeing right now is not the best for Goop. We'll keep you in touch after we watch the show. Yes. So the Goop Lab, which is the Netflix special, premiered on January 24th in all six half-hour episodes on Netflix. We're going to check that out, see what Goop has to say on Netflix, and we'll let you know. We'll... We'll keep get you in touch. You. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Okay. Goop you later. We are back. Yes, we are. Griffin watched. Yes. He tuned in. He watched the Netflix show. Yes, yes. So Gwyneth is really putting forward her Goop product with the Goop Lab Netflix special. Six episodes, miniseries. Super cute. We'll get into my little semi-review, semi-let-me-inform-you what's going on with the Goop Lab. Tell me about the Goop Lab. So I was expecting Gwyneth herself to be... Overall, I thought it would focus on specific products in Goop, and I thought it was going to focus on Goop as a company, but really it just focuses on things that Goop kind of endorses, I guess, that people who... Goopers, who I'm going to hereby refer to as people who associate with and partake in Goop's practices, I will call Goopers. It's basically just practices. So let me get into it. I have some notes that I would like to talk about. The premiere episode of the Goop Lab was titled The Healing Trip. Gwyneth described Goop as like the end goal being optimization of self. And there was a disclaimer before the title sequence that read, and I quote, the following series is designed to entertain and inform not provide medical advice. In episode one, The Healing Trip, they do shrooms, magic mushrooms, the popular psychedelic drug. Yeah, and it looks like they practice psychedelic psychotherapy, which I know has been yes. a big buzz. I yes. read an article about it. Any of them back, do you see any backed up signs in the rest? In episode four, kind of. Okay. Kind of, because it was like a study within the episode. So basically there were three women who all went on different diets. So one went on a vegan diet for three weeks, one went on a pescatarian diet, and then Gwyneth herself went on a five-day fast-mimicking diet. And Gwyneth had said in the end of the second episode that she was fasting. So Gwyneth fasts. 
And the whole thing with this episode was to test your biological age, which is basically how your body functions relative to your actual chronological age. So they found out that once they went on these new diets, Gwyneth and the woman who went on the pescatarian diet, their biological age was reduced significantly. They're younger. And then the vegan diet, her biological age didn't change. I mean, okay. Like, let's... Let's break that down. I don't think, I don't think she completely fasted for five days. I don't think it was completely like she's not taking anything in her system. I think Gwyneth is obviously running on the coattail of the wow factor. She's definitely saying, I know all of these things are things we don't talk about, so I'm going to say we can talk about them, we're going to normalize them, and then I'm going to make all this money because people are like, oh my god, she's doing shrooms on a Netflix show. That's so freaking crazy. Like, nobody ever freaking does that. It's like clickbait on YouTube. I do... I'm sorry to do this to you. I, after watching the Goop Lab, I'm sorry. I'm so do you sorry. Feel more empowered. I do feel a lot more empowered. And if I had the monetary resources to become a Gooper, I would. Okay. Because even though there's no scientific backup, they all reported feeling. But I feel like that's the same thing as episode two, where they say you can sting the placebo effect. So if I tell you, oh my God, if you do shrooms, you're gonna feel so euphoric later, and then. You, get, you go on shrooms, which gives you dopamine, I'm pretty sure. And then you feel euphoric because you've gotten this good well, energy. When, and then you get out of it, you're going to feel good. No, when they were doing shrooms, they used it to process their traumas, too. But that came like... Like, the, not, oh, there was only one of them who was just laughing the whole time. The rest of them were crying. It was so emotional. Yeah, I They mean, were really processing. So even if... yeah, Yes, I said, they did not back any of this up with science. <laughs> The last episode was quite literally about being a medium and being psychic. And the whole, the thesis was everyone can be a medium, everyone can be psychic. And everyone who participated felt like they better for it. So do you think it's ethical to make money off of normalizing these things? I think it's capitalistic. But not ethical. I, it could be ethical. It's not unethical to me. My morals, if, Gwyneth can find a way to capitalize off this. And she very clearly believes that everything she's doing is right. She is a gooper herself, like wholehearted. So she thinks that it's right, and I don't think she's like missionary spreading the gospel of goop. I think she just genuinely believes that it's right. And she has the resources to spread her name and spread the name of the brand. Which is kind of, I made, I'm in a religion class right now and we read an article about how CrossFit could possibly constitute as a religion because it has the same, it meets the same criteria as like religion does. And yeah. I, think Goop, I think Goop is a religion. It establishes a worldview, which is what we talked about in class because people are seeing the world different because of Goop. And it's a group-centric thing, you know, being with other people and like sharing experiences and all that. So I... I made a note of it several times. And these things that they're saying, getting around naked and then orgasming together, it's very ritualistic, very... I think Goop is a religion, and I would join the Church of Goop. I would. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't think that it's... I don't think it's ethical to normalize some things, especially like fasting. A young anyone with body dysmorphia, and you told them, it's okay to fast, it's gonna de-age you. 
it's not, it's a toxic thing. Even for adults, it's very toxic to be like, if you fast, it's good for you. You're definitely not supposed to fast ever in your life. But the data from episode four, the health span plan, goes against that. But she did it for five no, days. They concluded it was not dangerous, just expensive. No, I don't, I believe that it, you should not not eat. That's very... Yeah, I'm just I'm just food. telling you what the Goop Lab says. I know, says. but the Goop Lab's always going to back up their own information. If they found something that went against it, I don't think they would put it out. I think they would just do another episode. No, I think they'd put it out. She doesn't need to be ethical with her thing. She's not like a journalist. She doesn't need to be like, oh, well, she does. She still does need to be ethical, though, in how she's carrying her business. She is a businesswoman. She is an entrepreneur. She is a A-list celebrity who will be held accountable if something goes wrong. So she does have to be ethical. A lot of celebrities are held to that standard, but I don't think they actually are held to this standard. Oh, I think like they definitely assumed, are. But and I don't think it is Since there. this is a business venture, she could, the Goop can be sued. Goop can be held in criminal court. She was so sued can for she. The, she was sued for the eggs, and she didn't care. Yeah. Well, she cared because she was getting sued. Well, she was getting sued, and they still sold them. So I don't think she actually cared. Well, yeah. she was. I don't think she would stop selling a product until it was deemed not good you know what i mean well no because if she if someone was suing her that would mean that it's not good and so she after that she still sold it for a while is what i read so i just feel like it's like it's, it's like, more about the money for her than the well, actual it's still ethics. if people if more people report it being good then people report it being bad like one bad thing isn't going to completely... But these people are reporting that it's good because they, she says it's good. And there's no way to well, really if, test. Well, if they do it and they think it's good, it's good for them. No, like, if it's providing... Like, if they can report... They have the right to report that it's good if they feel like it's good. They have that right. Yeah, but and they like have the right whether to, or not that's healthy for you. I don't give a fuck if it's healthy. I'm just saying it's ethical. No, because ethics and health are important. They are because it's the no. same thing. Here's what I'm saying. It's like... Someone watched the series, so... Someone did the heavy lifting no, in this podcast. No, someone's Taurus is super stubborn. Okay, Leo. You're just trying to pick a fight with me over oh, it. You're yeah, you're just, no, you're, you're just trying to pick a fight with me over it right now, bitch. I will fight you to the death with this goof discussion. <laughs> okay, this is the one I'm, it's unethical because whether or not these dumb people that are putting jade eggs in their vagina say that it feels good and that their vagina's tighter, even though despite the fact that there's scientific proof that you cannot make your vagina tighter and your vagina does not loosen. Okay, there's 161 products. I'm just talking about the jade. Okay, you can't talk about one product. You can't talk about one product. You can't talk about one product and generalize it to the entire whole. I let me talk. You can't do it. She, do you guys hear the interruption <laughs> that I'm experiencing? <sighs> if she does that and then everyone's like, it's healthy. And by what you said earlier, where people are saying it's good and they have the right to say that, doesn't mean that it's correct and it's backed by science and it's good for your body. You can say a lot of things are good for you. Fries are good for me. They bring me happiness, but are they going to keep me alive? Yeah. Is that, no, that's what Gwyneth is saying. She's saying if you fast, it will keep you alive and it's good for you. But that's like not, not actually the truth. It's not going to keep you alive if you fast. That's what the data is saying. That's what the data she showed you is saying. That's what the data that I can show you experiment. any data that's going to okay. show you anything. Okay, girl, we're talking about the Goop Lab. We're not going to agree, audience. No. I just, I'm ending it with, it's not ethical. 
Okay, I'm saying it's opportunistic, and if people feel like they reap the benefits of Goop, they can feel that the Goop is benefiting them. It's completely, because this is a lot of, it's a lifestyle and wellness brand. So if you feel like your lifestyle or wellness has increased because of Goop, Goop is efficiently doing its job. It's not ethical. I don't think it's good. People are going to think it's science. It's not science. I do think the practices are fun. I would do them in my life to test them out for sure, 100%. But it's not ethical. You're entitled to that opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening today. <laughs> if you enjoy this episode, feel free to check out our other episodes and future episodes of the Dinner Table Podcast and episodes of our other podcasts like House Lights, the Arts and Entertainment Podcast, and the 1909, and our sports one. I'm Tessa Osborne. You can reach me on Twitter at Osborne Tessa. And you can reach me, Griffin Wiles, on Twitter at Griffin Wiles, and you can email me at griffin.wiles at statenews.com. Yeah, tweet us. Yeah, tweet us, please. Tweet what you think. We were so passionate in no, this one. No, if you have watched Goop, please, if you, I really want a bunch of Goop haters to attack, to maul me on Twitter. I want y'all. I want some people on my side. I want to know. No, I want my fellow Goopers, all my Goopers out here, this is a rallying cry. We can do it. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week. See you, bye.